Good morning. It's nice to see you all. Um, Our first lesson today comes from the Psalms, the book of songs of King David. With humility, David names his need for God's care and protection. He finds signs of God's presence when he lifts his eyes to the hills. Listen now to our first lesson from Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills, from where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Listen now to Our second scripture lesson as it comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning with the 22nd verse. Jesus' words to his disciples and followers in their own time of worry and stress. Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life. If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed as one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink. Do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? O Lord our God, Open our hearts to hear the word that you would have us hear this day, that your breath of peace might fill us 
and send us out into this world for whatever is next. And may all God's people say, Amen. Last week, I began my meditation naming all of the burdens that were thrown our way. The Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan, the climate report, natural disasters afflicting Haiti, the fallout of the attack of Mark Jones here at the church. It is hard for me to imagine that they have actually gotten worse in this last week, but they have. I encouraged us then not to throw our hands up in the air in futility, but instead to throw our hands up to the Lord our God in prayer, which I hope we will still do. And I encouraged us to throw our arms around each other, perhaps not literally in times of COVID, but with each other to remind ourselves that we are not alone in any of the struggles that we endure. And I still commend these spiritual practices for they have stood the test of time. All this was reinforced for me on Monday night at the powerful reading of Little Women, whose music Dan was inspired to write. Where are you, Dan? You're up there in the balcony. Bravo, bravo. And isn't that the message of that gorgeous solo that Devin sang this morning? Fear will keep you up through the night, desperate for the morning light. But if you let go, you will find that faith and trust are really just another kind of love. It is so right. This is the work of faith, to throw our hands up to the Lord in prayer, to let go, to throw our arms around each other in love. And, and sometimes, sometimes it feels like even that is not enough. So today, I want to encourage us to engage in one more spiritual practice. It is, in shorthand, the practice of breathing that I shared with the children this morning. I also call it another thing, stop, look, and listen. Those of us who are of a certain age <laughs> will remember when that phrase appeared as a pedestrian safety slogan. It started in Britain, but was adopted in the States as well. I remember learning it as a child. I remember learning it as I was taught how to cross a street carefully, stop, look, and listen. I remember especially that when we were at a train crossing to stop, look, and listen, 
Some of us who grew up in the Midwest adopted it for thunderstorms and tornado, tornado sirens as well, storms that could appear in a heartbeat and sweep everything away. To put it another way, stop, look, and listen was a protective meme. It was a protective meme, a way to help us remember our vulnerability a way for us to look for danger that could come out of nowhere and literally stop us in our tracks. And it is still so helpful and true. Stop, look, and listen. But over the years, I've grown to appreciate that phrase in a different way, in a spiritual way, which I invite you to join me in exploring. The first spiritual practice in this is, of course, to stop, simply to stop, which I think I'm not alone in this, is hard for some of us who are overachievers. <laughs> it's also hard for some of us who are simply overwhelmed by life's needs. For those who might be drowning in a list of tasks to do, or people to help. For those who are hard pressed by our worry over Mark, over loved ones, over our own burdens, over our vulnerable here or overseas. Wherever we are on the continuum of pressure, Wherever we are on the continuum of pressure, we all need at times to stop. No one is exempt. It is why God made the Sabbath. Not because God needs us to give God glory, but because God knows that we need rest. We are human. Is it easy? Not for most of us. <laughs> it takes intention and commitment to stop. And even then, we may need to pivot in what our intentions are. I heard this weekend on the news that children's author Jill Murphy had died, and when they mentioned her book, Five Minutes Peace, it resonated and I had to look it up. It is about a mama elephant. Do any of you know this book, Five Minutes Peace? Oh, I commend it to you. It's about a mama elephant who just needs to get away from her kids, if only for five minutes. And I thought, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> about all the times any of us have just needed five minutes away from the stress or tasks or worry or chaos to get away from little kids at home, to get away from too many emails in our inbox, to get away from too many papers to grade, or too many people to care for, to get away from whatever it is that burdens you. And this is what I invite you to do. I'm going to read this quick little story 
And I invite you to think of whatever it is that you just really need to get away from. The children were having breakfast. This was not a pleasant sight. Mrs. Large, that's the name of the mama elephant, Mrs. Large took a tray from the cupboard, set it with a teapot, a milk jug, her favorite cup and saucer, a plate of marmalade toast and leftover cake from yesterday. She stuffed the morning paper into her pocket and sneaked off towards the door. Where are you going, Mom? asked Laura. To the bathroom, said Mrs. Large. Why, said the other two children because I want five minutes peace from you lot, said Mrs. Large, that's why. Can we come, asked Lester, as they all sneaked up the stairs behind her? No, Mrs. Large said, you can't. What shall we do then, asked Laura. You can play, said Mrs. Large, downstairs, and, and you can play by yourselves, and keep an eye on that baby. I'm not a baby, muttered the little one. Mrs. Large ran a deep, hot bath. She emptied half a bottle of bath foam into the water and got in. She poured herself a cup of tea and lay back with her eyes closed. It was heaven. Can I play you my tune, said Lester. <laughs> Mrs. Large opened one eye. Must you, she asked. I've been practicing, said Lester. You told me to. Can I please just for one minute? Go on then, said Mrs. Large. So Lester played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star three and a half times. <laughs> In came Laura. Can I read you a page from my book? No, Laura, said Mrs. Large. Go off, all of you, downstairs. You let Lester play his tune, said Laura. You like him better than me. It's not fair. Don't be silly, Laura, said Mrs. Large. Go on then, just one page. So Laura read, she read four and a half pages of Little Red Riding Hood. In came the little one with a trunk full of toys. For you, he beamed, flinging them all in the bathwater. Thank you, dear, Mrs. Large said weakly. Can I see the cartoons in the paper, asked Laura. Can I have the cake, asked Lester. Can I get in with you, said the little one, Mrs. Large groaned. In the end, they all got in the tub. The little one was in such a hurry, he forgot to take off his pajamas. And Mrs. Large got out and dried herself and put on her dressing gown and headed for the door. Where are you going now, Mom? To the kitchen, said Mrs. Large. Why, said, yet, said Lester. Because I want five minutes peace from you lot, said Mrs. Large, that's why. And off she went downstairs, where she had three minutes and 45 seconds of peace 
before they all came to join her. The end. <laughs> there are times in all of our lives when five minutes peace isn't possible. There are times when it's just going to be three minutes and 45 seconds. But I believe, I really believe that taking any time to stop is worth it. Taking time to stop is needful. Maybe above all, taking time to stop is faithful. So how? How do we do it? How do we stop? Sometimes getting away from something isn't enough. Sometimes, sometimes it's going toward something that's needed, whether literally going for a rest in the tub or going for a walk in the park or going on a trip for a vacation getaway. For me, that's where the second part of stop, look, and listen comes in. The reminder that it is not enough for me to stop. I need to turn my attention beyond my worries, beyond the needs of the world, beyond my to-do list. I need to stop and then I need to look and listen too to turn my attention towards the signs of God's presence, of God's bounty that are there all the time, if only I would notice. Isn't that what we hear King David do in the psalm this morning? I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where comes my help? My, com my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Isn't that what we hear from Jesus in our gospel lesson today? Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap, and God feeds them. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet Solomon in all his glory is not clothed as one of these. When we stop and turn our attention to God's good gifts, when we really look and listen, it is then that we can be refreshed by God's own hand. The sight of lilies growing in the field, the soft breeze blowing through the leaves of the trees, the wildflowers blooming on the side of the road, the tomatoes ripening on our back porch. It is when we look at the stars and the moon decorating the sky at night, the sun rising in the morning, it is when we hear the sound of ravens cawing in the air, the cat purring on our lap, the water flowing in the fountain, the surf pounding at the shore.
when we look and listen and remember God's own presence so close, so near constantly. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Mark and I have been talking a lot. We talked again last night. He's thanking God a lot. Thanking God for what he's learning from this unwelcome need to stop. Thanking God that when he gets back, he'll be more rested, more rested than he's been in a long while. And he's thanking God for the sounds of the voices in the texts and emails from the church and his family, texts and emails he should not be responding to. And he's thanking God for the sight of this very worship service he and Romana are watching right now. Bless you, brother and sister. And he's thanking God for this time, this time to learn how very important it is to take advantage of whatever time you have. We all need to stop, to stop and look and listen for God's blessing for whatever time we have to rest, even even if it's just three minutes and 45 seconds. Amen.